Before your selected episode, here are a few words from supporters of the podcast. Next Generation Wrestling is an independent wrestling organization that runs professional wrestling shows in East Tennessee. We have been running shows since 2014 and have featured talented independent wrestlers from all over the world, with our shows being featured primarily on High Spots TV. Follow us on all social media platforms at NextGenTN to find out about upcoming shows. Hey wrestling fans, this is Eddie Shepard, one half of the guys over at Wrestling Recommendations, telling you to check out our podcast. Each week, myself and my best friend Travis Lasseter dive in with a deep retrospective and watch along to some of our favorite matches. We have curated a list of over 200 plus matches spanning over 40 plus years. We take all those matches, we throw them into a randomizer, and the very next week, that's the match we cover. Check us out at Wrestling Recom on Twitter, R-E-C-O-M-M, and Wrestling Recommendations on Facebook. And you can find us wherever podcasts are available. And let us bring our wrestling recommendations to you. listening to the wrestling furious podcast uh my name is ryan with me as always it is jeff jeff how you doing hello hello perfect um we are talking wwf royal rumble 1995 on today's retro review episode um the year 1995 in pro wrestling is too big of a shit sandwich to swallow on our own. So Jeff, I had, I had, I had to call an expert of ours uh, to come on in and uh, take a look at this for us. So um, he's been on the show with us before um, covered TNA in 2010, uh, WW 2000 um, amongst various other WrestleManias and takeovers. Um, I called one half of wrestling recommendations, Jeff, and you know who that is. Uh, hold, hold on, is he is he the man of the hour, the man with the power? He is. He is the sour? he is the booty man himself. It is Travis Lesnar. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Hell of an introduction there, boys. Uh, I I am thrilled to be back covering. Uh, a, a, it's I don't know if it's a sweet spot, but it's a it could be a sour spot, and that's uh, wrestling in nineteen ninety five. Trust me, old podcast, Wrestling Ruin, we covered a lot of this, the Rawls, uh, and we got all through King of the Ring 1995 before. Uh, they, well, they led to another, and we we moved on to another project. But, yeah, man, uh, 1995 is, the more you watch it, it, there's a lot of shit, but there's some some hidden gems in that year. And I would, I would love to say this pay-per-view is one of them, but it is not. Uh-oh. Shit. Um. Well, before we continue, um, everybody have hope everybody had a happy holiday, a happy first start to the year. Um, everybody's safe, healthy, happy for the most part. Um, and as always, fuck Dave Meltzer, fuck Tony Khan, fuck A, fuck AEW. Ooh, fuck Chris Keith. Yeah, I'll, 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 I'll throw in a fuck uh, Earl Hebner for Eddie. 
um yeah. the other half of wrestled recommendations i i will Starting i will the new also year right. i will also throw in a fuck matthew justice for the guys over at next gen also fuck chris jericho for the wrestling world right now allegedly <laughs> allegedly allegedly um also fuck john moxley Hey man, those guys over there bleeding John might take offense to that. Hey, those guys yeah, over bleeding John tracking are down doing, bleeding. They are doing the Lord's work there. Uh getting it they're getting these shots of him bleeding by any means necessary. So apparently they're fucking e drones, though. I mean, these guys must know them personally. <laughs> so, you know, I mean I saw some comments that they were e drones, but you know, I know those guys personally. They're good brothers. Fuck that. Yeah, well. Um yeah, this is this is one we've had circled for a while, but I think we put it off for a little while because you guys are doing it over on Wrestling Ruined. Um, but now that Wrestling Ruined is, um, for lack of a better term, ruined, um, we can kind of move on and kind of put our own pure <laughs> spin on it. Um, <sighs> so I think before we talk about WWF in 95... We got to talk about oh, WCW, boy. brother. Uh-oh. We got to talk about Terry, brother. <clears throat> yeah. <sighs> Jeff, stop. <sighs> so we're talking Super Brawl 2, and this is after this pay-per-view that we're talking about today, yes. But just to put you into the mindset of what the other company's doing right now, we have Hulk Hogan face Invader, big time match. Um, this is also the show that had Alex Wright and Paul Roma on it that got Paul Roma <laughs> fired from WCW. Paul A. Roma because he's a piece of shit. Paul A. Piece <laughs> of shit, Roma. Dude, he's God terrible. Damn. He's never done anything good in his life. His fucking Jerry Girls got coming in. Fucking he, idiot. He, he, he held Orange yeah. Jock for a year, so maybe he learned a little something. Maybe, maybe he did. Yeah. So, um, but outside of that, nothing really spectacular on that card. I mean, it was very boring. You had, oh, sorry. You all, you also had Jim, uh, uh, Jim Duggan on this. Fuck you, Jeff. Now we're cooking. (laughs) And the shit ending to Vader Hogan, by the way, could have been big time money. Shit, shit ending. Um, we can also say it's Jim Duggan versus Bunkhouse Buck. Fuck <laughs> you, Jeff. That's this, not good at all. This no is, way it's good. This no, sounds it's like not. dream come true. Don't worry. Jesus. What, watch it on Wrestling Ruin. Let me tell you, not good. Um, So that's what happens after this. Leading into the year 1995, as we backtrack just a little bit more, um, going back to Starcade 1994, Triple Threat, because there was no Triple Threat anywhere on this, but instead it referred to three main events. Ugh. You had Mr. T, Kevin Sullivan, Stinker, Sting Avalanche, Stinker, and then Hulk Hogan uh, going over. He goes by many names. Um, <laughs> he goes by Baron Beefcake, Big Brother Booty, The Booty Man, Brother Brutai, Brute Force, The Butcher, 
the clip master, the disciple, the clip master, Dizzy so Golden, close. so close, Dizzy Hogan, Ed Boulder, Eddie Ed Golden, Boulder. the Boulder Brothers, Eddie Hogan, the Mariner, the man with no name, the man with no face, and the Zodiac. Can I do? Can I do one before you, Cod? Oh yeah, Beefcake Barber. <laughs> yeah, Barber. Yeah. <laughs> God. For, for Zeus. Ah, oh, just for Zeus. It's Ed Leslie himself. Fuck you. In the main event of a Starcade. Just, just think about that, people. Main event of a fucking Starcade had Ed Leslie in it. He's also the man that beat Mister Perfect Streak, by the way. Oh man. Yeah, you're actually right. I forgot about that. Wow. Hey, listen, people need to start putting some respect on his name then. No. The way I said. Well. <laughs> Talking about like that Paracellar's knees put respect in his face. That's the way. <laughs> it's the way I see it, brother. Um, the best thing Ed Leslie uh, did was hosted the barbershop when Marty Jannetty got thrown through a window and yeah, Bobby Heenan was like, oh, look, he's trying to jump through that window to get away from Shawn Michaels. That was the best part. Oh, yeah. It's a great bit. God damn it. It's a great bit. Um, also on this Starcade card, uh, we had Vader take the U.S. heavyweight title off of Jim Duggan. Yeah. Only Terrible. for him to forfeit the title later. I know. Um, and then this was also the uh, WCW pay-per-view debut of one Jean-Paul Levesque, also known as uh, second place Booker of the Year. Uh, that'd be Triple H. Nah, man. He's he's taking that Booker of the Year crown this year. Fuck you, TK. Fuck you, Tony Khan. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, it's going to be a, it's going to be a tight race. I think I Triple you. H is losing sleep over that, by the way. So much sleep is losing. So we've talked about what the other company is doing right now before and after this event. Um, here in WWF, though, we got to talk about Survivor Series 1994 before we get to Royal Rumble 1995. Um, it was loaded with uh, five on five Survivor Series matches. Um, there was there were two other matches. One was the Undertaker defeating Yokozuna in a casket match as the main event. Um, and the throw in the towel submission match for the WWF title. Um, that Bob Backlund won. Yeah, after Bret Hart stays in the fucking crossface chicken wing for 37 minutes and Helen can't throw the damn towel in because yeah, she's, she's fucking trembling at the side of Stu's penis or something over yeah. there. And it's like, <laughs> it's like oh, it's like, trembled up thing. Barely hits the rope. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's a new one. That's a new one. The ghost of Stu, the ghost of Stu Hart. It's a real thing. The ghost of Stu Hart's penis. Yeah, uh, this does not look like fun. Um, <laughs> this Survivor Series card looks like dog shit. Uh oh. Yeah, we're not we're not watching this, Jeff. 
I have to do my own personal. Uh, no, you don't. No, you don't. Do a Under- deep dive, Daddy. Chuck Norris yeah. is there, though. He is. He is what? The special guest enforcer? For the uh, uh, casket match, because they don't yeah. want a repeat of the Royal Rumble 94, where all those guys come down and destroy the Undertaker. Yeah, well. Send him to heaven again. Yeah. <laughs> before before he ascends. <laughs> he ascends to the heavens. Travis, shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. As he flows up to the Titan Drive. Jesus. Uh, it's things that are in your brain that you just, you know, you completely forget. And then as soon as someone says like they just play, you know, you know everything front to back, back to front, you know, you but it's just joggling around there. So it's been fouled away for God knows how long. I I wore that VHS tape out when I was a kid, dude. I love The Undertaker so much at that time. I was like, I had that video copy and I would just watch it and he'd just ascend up and then his body would be like electrocuting on the screen. It's it's coming back. Like, just just humor me for a second. Like, think of your brain, you know, like, obviously it's your brain, but like, you know, like it's the department. No, 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 no. Hey, guys, listen, I know you think we need to throw away this memory, but one no. day, Jeff's, Jeff's going to need to remember that the Undertaker <laughs> ascended to the Titan Tron and then was struck by lightning and came back down to Earth, brother. Like, <laughs> oh, boy. Well, do you, do you guys know who it actually was dressed as the Undertaker? I do. Good old Marty Janetti. Good old Marty Janetti. <laughs> Marty Janetti. Boy, he probably, dressed, he probably got a good payday out of that. They're like, hey, so Marty, uh, you're on, you're on enough coke right now, so you're gonna dress as the Undertaker, <laughs> and then we're gonna tie you up to wires, and you're gonna hear a big bolt of lightning, and then we're gonna pull you up to the sky. Then he got high, and then he did the, then he got <laughs> did high. the stunt. Well, it's either that or he'd be killing somebody down by the river, dumping their body in the river. They probably did that after the show, a creek yeah, or whatever, whatever he's. Uh, Crick. Oh, jeez. Stop, Yenzer. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, somebody's got to pull the weight here. Um. So let's talk about Royal Rumble 1995. We did all the backstory, the befores, the afters, what WCW is doing. Um, Royal Rumble, January 22nd, 1995, from the USF Sundome in Tampa, Florida. Uh, this had an attendance of over 10,000 and the buy rate was 225,000. Oh man. AW didn't break that with any of their shows this year. Wow. How I, Travis, it's the best wrestling so, company and promote in the world with the best booker in the world. But, I mean, that, but that can't be true. That can't be true. This shows from 1995. This is the worst period in professional wrestling history. How is that possible? They were wrestling before 2017. I mean, oh, I, I don't know, yeah. but that is pretty staggering to think about, though. You just said 245,000 buys, and the best AEW show was what? 190 or something for the year, 180 uh, for the year. Yeah, I think it was 190 something. It was um, before All what's, Out. What's their biggest show? What's their biggest buy? Do we know? Like offhand? Who? AEW? Uh, yeah. your, your boy can find it. Probably, probably a punk one. Being oh, it is. It, it's punk. It's. It's Punk's debut. Oh, okay. I just, I just can never remember what it is because I don't. Well, the, the all well, out twenty twenty one. 
Well, the fact, um, I just wanted you to say what you said, so that's fine. I just needed CM Punk to be acknowledged. <laughs> like that's I, called like a work I, card. Like <laughs> I, like I wasn't gonna do it anyway. Best in the world. All right. So, how much was a pay per view for back in 1995, Jeff? Thirty bucks. Thirty bucks. Yep. Uh, that's a cool, crisp six point seven five million. Is that adjusted for inflation, or is that that's just uh, a cool? That, that is ninety five money. That is ninety five <laughs> money. So let's find out uh, what that is adjusted for inflation. And oh, if... dude, you're you're pushing ten or over. Gotta be. Yeah, it's. Let's do this. I've got my link. We're gonna do ninety five. And six, seven, oh, you fucker. I mean, they're 50 fucking dollars now for AEW. So the converted oh, amount um, is over 14 million. Yeah. Mm. Just yeah, a hum ho, $14 million. Yeah. But AEW is a million buys for the whole year, $50 million. That's, yeah, okay. Shut the fuck up, you fucking. AEW drones, fuck out of here! And this is yeah. this is without NDAs. Yep. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, drones. Yeah. Well. Ah. <sighs> so let's so let's get let, let's let's get rolling with this. Um, it's worth noting. Um, that three days after Survivor Series, um, Bob Backlund defended his title. Um, in a match against Diesel, uh, Bob Backen got um, kicked in the Jobbed gut, out. given a jackknife, and lost the WWF title at a house show. Yeah, unless it's like eight seconds, he loses the fucking belt. Yeah. MSG, baby. Gotta go out, yeah. gotta make Diesel, Diesel strong, brother. Oh, yeah. Yeah, man. Who didn't draw, and then Shawn Michaels didn't draw. Shocker. Yeah. Uh, you'll see a lot of um, talks about celebrity guests on this show as we go through. Um, we will get to uh, the uh, the tag title tournament. The titles are currently vacant coming into this show. Um, and you have the Rumble match itself. Uh, which we'll get more into when we get there because I feel like there's a lot to unpack with just not only the structure but the talent and everything that went into this being Im- infamously known as a bad rumble match. It's the fastest Royal Rumble in history. Mm. Thank God. <laughs> So the fucking the fucking title match is almost as long as the rumble match. It's fucking that's ridiculous. Should, that should make this the fastest podcast. <laughs> <laughs> what's the what's the total number of matches, Cod? Like six? Five. Five? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Five if you don't oh sorry. It's it, it's it's six. And there's if only you, one it, match on here worth a damn. Yeah. It's six if you count the um the dark match, but only five on the actual pay-per-view. I knew it's not. It's not a very big card um, at all. There's two, uh, just like one and a half. But we'll we'll get there. 
Show opens up, uh, white limousine pulling up. You've got the sultry music playing in the background. Big herd of wrestlers standing, waiting for the arrival of Pamela Anderson emerging from the limo. You see guys uh, like um, Jimmy Del Rey, uh, Stephen Dunn, um, Henry Godwin, Timothy Well, um, Tatanka's there, Mabel, fucking Mabel, you fucking fat fucking piece of shit. Hey, don't talk about the future king of the ring like that. Um, Spoiler. And they are all excited to see Pamela Anderson, and they're all catcalling and wooing and... Oh, um, Quang is in this as well. Quang. So, yeah. 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 Quang. Get out of here. Savia Vegas. Savia Vega, you mean? Savia Fatty. Also, heel Tatanka. Yes. Buffalo. Um, <laughs> what? Um, uh, uh, God, what, what did, what's his business? What did say? What, uh, what can sit up? What can sit up right while sleeping? And breathe through its snap and breathe through its mouth. <laughs> Fans during Tatanka's heel run. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it! It's true. It's true. The whole million dollar corporation, man. Got to think about that. It, in theory, it makes in th- like on paper, I'd be like, oh yeah, it's gonna be a great idea. It just it just didn't work. <laughs> no, at all. No. Um. Also, side note. Quang, also known as TNT, over at Rinka King. So, get my Rinka King bit out of the way here. It's never coming back, God. It's never coming back. Hey, but you know who? He's right. Cut him some slack, uh, Travis. He's riding high off um, total nonstop action coming back. Hard to kill, but he lost Deanna Perrazzo, so he can't be too happy. Oh, Oh, I'm pissed. I'm I'm, what are they I'm gonna fucking do? red hot. You're getting ready uh, to lose Naomi too, brother. Oh, oh that oh that that shit I don't care about. Um I care about a top five women's talent, Deanna Perrazzo leaving to eventually get jobbed in AEW. You're not wrong there. She immediately walks in as the best active women's women's wrestler on the entire roster. You're not wrong. Oh, okay. Tony Tony Storm char- character wise has got her, but Tony Storm char- character wise is on another level, right? Right? Right now, I think. But in in it's ring, a, it's got a shelf life though. Shelf yeah. life. In in ring, nobody in that company who is a female or not a male can touch her in ring. Sorry, not happening. And look, I, I know that. Get it? Uh, yeah. She Her loves Deanna. He, you love Deanna Perrazzo, TNA talent. You're touching your heart right now because you just you, you respect and love her so much. Fucking sad. Fucking sad. <laughs> he she, loved. He loved Deanna Perrazzo. She loves him back. <laughs> <laughs> and I and I love her boobies, and I like her too. Tony Khan is the devil. Uh huh. <laughs> devil. You got him. You guys just let me grieve, damn it. <laughs> anyway. 
So we get the Baywatch open because uh, they're in Florida and they have the summer Baywatch thing going on, but it's January, so nobody's at the beach. So <laughs> what Tampa, the fuck bro. are we doing? Yeah, it's Tampa. Um, We come up to Vince McMahon and Jerry Lawler on the call. Um, giving us the rundown going back and forth here. But then we open up with the Intercontinental Championship match. We have Razor Ramon defending against um, J-E-double-F-J-A-double-R-E-double-T. That's Double J, Jeff Jarrett, and Jeff. Ain't he great? Ain't he great? Damn Not right. The, That's respectable except, entrance there. You know, ex- I accept yep. that. Except for the roadie. Roadie can go piss off. <laughs> he's awesome here. I don't give a fuck what he says. The bit with the flashlight when he's walking out. I don't care. Great I shit. The, uh, I, I think it's more I think it's more fuck Brian Brian James, but okay. you know. The the real life road dog. Got yeah. It. Got it. Because I because I was gonna say BG James, but that was his TNA char- character and it, it wasn't bad. Um <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, who wants to go first and who's going to say this is their match of the night first? Jeff Um, goes first. I'll go first. And what we have here, fellas, is a first. This is a first on the podcast. This is the first on the show. I thought this would never happen. Um, so one, this is the match of the night. So let's just go and get this. That's that's go and get this out the way. And then two, um, there's also another match uh, that's match of the night as well. And it's actually this match because this match was restarted again. So therefore makes it <laughs> both matches are match of the night. And that's a first on this show. So that's why I'm going to start this, this, this podcast off with um, Jeff Jarrett's great. Um, I mean, ain't he great? Like he says, after he wins, ain't I a great tour 95, everybody get on it. Um, as much as I hate Scott Hall, with every fiber of my being. Uh, he actually is really good in this match. And it just goes to show you for all, not all the time, but for most of the time when he got the WCW and he was just like lard ass and like doing absolutely nothing, you know, absolutely nothing And here. Jeff Jarrett gets the most out of him. Now, don't get me wrong. Like he's not barn burning in this damn thing or anything anything like that, but this is a good wrestling match um, for his standards. Um, But I will say this. He also does throw a really good right hand. One of the best right hands ever. Yep. Um, Just right. You know, a working punch. And when you throw him to the rope, his turnbuckle bump is pretty good. It's not Bret Hart's, but it's really actually really fucking good. Yeah. When he he hits his back on the turnbuckle, man, he like arches it up. Like it actually fucking hurts. Like he just doesn't take it and sit there. It's awesome. Yeah, it's so good. And and it's if you know what you're looking for, some people listen and younger fans in twenty seventeen are like, Jeff, what the hell are you talking about? And I got it. You you're not you're not gonna get it. But for those like Fisher Lasseter and purists like myself, if you know what you're looking at, boy, it's a thing of beauty. Um yeah, this is this is a good match. Uh is it odd and weird and too long? Uh yeah, 
absolutely. <laughs> but in it's actually on brand with this whole damn pay per view. So there's that. There's that, and we'll we'll get into that later on the show. But yeah, um, I enjoyed this. Jeff Jarrett's my guy. You're not going to get me to say a bad word about him. We had small packages in this. We had one of my favorite moves ever. Um, you know, thrown off the rope into a sleeper. I, I just it's nothing like it. I love it. Does it make sense? No, don't care. Fight me. Um, yeah, but it looks just, cool. It, it looks great. Um, the road is great. Guy can fuck off. Uh, you know all his stuff, his his heel tactics, and he's running around looking like a damn stage monkey. I I, I like a henchman. I love it. He's got gloves on and a backwards hat with a bandana and sunglasses and cut off gloves and wristbands and towels. I mean, what what else do you want? I, I don't flashlights. I, I it's 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 great. Uh, yeah, yeah. Again, first time ever on the show. Match of the night. Two different matches. All in restart. All all in one. Both matches of the night. You heard it here first. I I am going to agree with Jeff here. I think this is our match of the night. Um, uh, but it is very much on point with this this card. Every match is too long. Um, except maybe the rumble, <laughs> but every match is a little bit too long. But you could tell that by the talent pool we have here on this card that they had to go long. Um, I mean, I love I love this match. There's a, the only critique I could possibly have is the finish. Like instead of you know his leg kind of crappily crapping out on the razor, you know the razor's edge or whatever, he could have passed out in the figure four. I think that would have kept Razor stronger uh, for their rematch. We eventually get it at Mania, but um, I, I I think they, these two guys have great chemistry together, um, and they're a focal point of the entire year of 1995 up until Jarrett leaves. Like they're having ladder matches on house shows. Um, they have the Mania match. Their feud continues right on through King of the Ring. With they have a I think Razor and the Kid are supposed to have a tag have a tag match against Rhodey and Jarrett later on in the year. Um, it's just just a really good match. These guys have always worked good together. Um, I, that I did like the spot where it looked like Jarrett messed up the, uh, the bulldog. He spins around and he still hits him like the reverse bulldog or reverse DDT when mm -hmm. he jumps off the rope. Um, good storytelling with the, with the leg as the, you know, when Rody takes that out. And I love the fact that the, the ultimate baby face move, which comes back to bite him in the ass is he, he won't take the victory. Jarrett goads him back into coming in the ring. And then that's how he gets the belt. It's chicken shit stuff gets the heat on Jarrett and it's just it's just great man it's just it's it's great storytelling in this match yeah is it too long but every match on this card's too long um but definitely my match of the night uh, I am a huge Jeff Jarrett fan uh and watching through 1995 is one of those reasons cuz he's a bona fide high spot of 1995 throughout the wrestle throughout the pay-per-views and rawls he when he's on TV it's must see TV at that point because and there's not a lot going on in 95 but he is a huge part of 1995 uh we're going three for three here boys uh this is my match of the night as well um it's it's all about the ring psychology here and storytelling and th this is this is one of the better openers we've seen doing doing the retro review series um then they they work this knee injury in the storyline and gets the count out and I'm like okay well this is like a 12 minute 
lead, lead in just to, you know, get a different decision or, you know, protect both guys. Um, not the case at all because, as, you know, Travis was saying, Jared gets Razor to get back into the ring and gets the ref to start the match, uh, to start the match over again. Um, which plays right into, uh, you know, Jared, who's a chicken shit heel, Razor, who is a white meat baby face right right now. So knowing that, and then the fact that the the next five to six minutes, it's Jeff Jarrett working his leg constantly, um, and then Jared gets the win, which I think is outstanding. Uh, it's great work. Um, uh, there's no time police on this one, so oh, wow. anybody... yeah. Um, look at you, Ty. Uh, well, he'll time. Well, the time police will come back a little later. Um, <laughs> the only reason it doesn't get it here is because it was the match, the first m- match has to go a certain amount of time to sell the fact that not only is Razor tired, but he's also just had a knee injury. And now he not only has to catch himself, but now he also has to will himself to get back into the ring to take on the second match. Um, so it worked in the storyline, no time police. I, I enjoyed the heck out of this. Um, uh, Dave Meltzer did not. So fuck him. What He's never liked Jeff Jarrett. So fuck him. Yeah, never. Uh, but yeah, this is an absolute solid opener. Um, then again, it's Razor ninety four. It's Jarrett, or sorry, it's Razor ninety five. Jarrett ninety five. Um, kind of recipe can't go wrong there. Well, and and Jeff touched on a point earlier, and I forgot to bring it up is. He was still working to gain more money and a spot on the card here in the WWF. When he got to WCW, it was guaranteed. He didn't have to do shit. He's getting paid yep. regardless. Like here, you're he's still having to put on quality matchups, or at least you know, do his part in the ring to to stay where he is on the card. So there's a motivation there. He didn't have that in WCW. That that can go for Kevin Nash too. You don't ever talk about. Oh, this is a great match from Kevin Nash or Scott Hall in WCW. You never hear that. And any match they had that was good as a tag team is is fucked by outside interference or something by the end of it. So you you never talk about anything they did in WCW because not much of it was good. Nope. Nope. Fair enough. Uh, we go from that to. I'm just I'm just gonna call her Stephanie. She's Stephanie the fucking wind. She's the fucking worst. <laughs> She's got some big lips, then. She has uh, not, the big ass bright red lips. So Cad, you're saying she's the worst why? Oh my gosh. Uh she's just she's she's just obnoxious. I she's thought she that. was fine. I thought she was fine. I thought she was kind of news anchory, you know what I'm yes. saying? But I th- yes. But I, but I didn't think she was. She. Has I don't want to say it was. Re- I don't say it was refreshing. But it was. I don't know. It, it was just. Di- it was just different. Maybe. 
she has that campy fake excitement voice. Uh, that's, yeah, that's, yeah. that's what it was. Yeah, I mean, she, which she, unfortunately playing only that Vin, part, which so. unfortunately only Vince can do. <laughs> holy Undertaker! Holy Undertaker! Like only he can do that, and it, all of us accept it for whatever yeah. reason. But well, she's waiting for Jared. He's taking his time, so they go to this incredibly awkward Todd Pettengill, Pam Anderson segment. <laughs> Todd is a um, creeper, people. He is an absolute creepy guy. It's so weird. Um, like I would, I would, I would jump in here. Todd Pettengill gets a lot of shit, and and rightfully so. But man, for this era of WWF, this is what they wanted. Like they wanted yeah. that over the top radio jock, you know, shock jock kind of sounding guy, and. I, I've always thought he was great in his role, like whether it was the countdown shows, the Royal Rumble reports and all that stuff. I mean, yeah, some of his jokes were corny and all that shit, but I mean, and you got to think, man, he's sitting there with Pamela Anderson, who a lot of people don't aren't going to understand this, but Baywatch was the biggest fucking thing on TV around this time. She oh, was, yeah. She's huge. She's been in Playboy. She's yeah. on top of the fucking world, and he's she's sitting a- there acting like, you know, she he's not intimidated yeah. by her. So kudos yeah. to Todd on that. Still kind of creepy with the, the dialogue to have him do, though. But, you know, I I, well, I never hated Todd Pettengill. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I was a Todd Pettengill guy. Um, yeah, so I, I mean, again, again for, for what, like, just like you said, for what they asked him to do, he, Todd Pettengill. Todd Pettengill did Todd Pettengill really good, if you ask me. So, yeah, I, I I dug it. And to be in that situation where it's kind of weird and creepy and also, too, you got to think, like, how many – there's no way that was live. So how many takes did it take to do that? You, you know what I mean? And some of the stuff we could – you know, because all, all night long he's going back and forth with this stuff. But, yeah, yeah, I enjoyed it. I like Todd Pettengill so much I bought his zombie sailor heels and faces figure that's coming out mm-hmm. so like he's never had a wrestling figure and it was kind of a joke when back when we had wrestling ruin that brandon hated todd pettengill and i always defended him so i bought two figures one for me and one for brandon i was really hoping it'd be here for christmas this year but it's not arrived because it's not out yet we're gonna need pictures of that too when when <laughs> when, when those bad boys touch uh, touch down all right there will be some picks so it's it's gonna be it's gonna be great. I love uh I, I am a fan of the old uh Toddster. Agreed. Agreed. And then they um they brought him back a few years ago when they were doing the in your house in um NXT. Mm-hmm. And it, it just totally not not that I forgot that he existed or that he was doing that role, but like seeing it was just a really good feeling. It's like, oh, Okay. And then watching this and all of his segments is like, you could be less creepy, dude. Seriously. <laughs> He's got to play that like enamored guy with Pamela Anderson. Like, who wouldn't be this time, man? She, yeah. She's, no, yeah. It, she's a fucking right. smoke show. Like, you're, you're right. Man at WrestleMania in that silver dress. <laughs> fuck all y'all. She's fucking yeah. hot. Yeah. Sorry, I'm pulling a Jericho here. Oof. Well, not really, but 
so then we finally give the Jared interview. It's okay. Um, oh, Jeff, tear him apart. Fuck that. It's not just okay. It's fucking great. It's God. What the hell are you talking about? It's the it's the ain't I great tour ninety five. You better fucking get on it. Yeah. What the hell are you talking about? Podcast over with. <laughs> I'm not talking about. Jeff. I'm talking about the girl. Oh, okay. Oh, uh, Jesus. He said his he said his promo was just okay, brother. You gotta, yeah, you gotta he, lead look, with look, okay. Stephanie Wyan sucks or something. My fault. Okay. You sound off, motherfucker. <laughs> oh my god. Fine. Look, every she's not good. He's he's just great. Damn right, he is. There he brought go. her up to another level. I don't even want to hear more, about it. It's more like it, brother. His whole card's about to be an HR nightmare. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ! And he's and and Jeff and, and Jeff Jarrett's like, oh, I don't have time. Time for interviews, and then tells Pamela Sue he's coming for. Her. I'm like, oh, <laughs> done. Pamela Sue. <laughs> hey, well, when you're on a first name basis like that, you can do that, God. Well, Jared is then told that he's quote. Raging victorious. Yeah, hey. right he is. You heard the man. Sure. Why not? Whatever. <laughs> he can uh, say what he wants. He's a champion. He's in the throes of fucking victory. He can be yeah. raging victorious if he wants to be. He can be whatever he wants to be. Well, that's right. Up next, we have uh the Undertaker taking on IRS, that'd be Erwin R. Scheister. Um, Man. Um, I will lead here. This was (laughs) slow, uninteresting, um, non-methodical pace, and Here's where the time police comes back in. All right. Wee woo, wee woo. Listen, this match is 12 minutes and it feels like 25. Okay. I would have been fine with a seven to, mi- seven to eight minute match. This had no right going for 12 minutes. Uh, I, I agree with that. Yeah, I'm with you. We, there were, there were druids. There were just, all all types of foolishness that I'm not a fan of. So yes, yeah, yeah. And man, I, I catch fly for this sometimes, but I always loved the purple Undertaker, the gloves, yes. the boot covers. Like I was a huge fan of Purple Undertaker. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. This whole feud is an extension of SummerSlam '94 because DiBiase still butt hurt that his Undertaker lost and he didn't get the real Undertaker back. Um, as much as I love Captain Mike Rotunda, sorry, um, Erwin R. Scheister just fucking blew around this time. Like you could tell he didn't care at this point. Like he just, he was serviceable in the ring, but like he was so bland and boring. The IRS character definitely like run its course and he's the beginning of the undertaker running through the million dollar corporation, which granted, Undertake the y'all look at the million dollar corporation. 
lots of WrestleMania main events in that group. Not even going to lie there. Very over group, in my opinion. I just get shit for saying that, but like they have a ton of WrestleMania main events between their members. Fuck you, Brandon. Um, but I, I just thought this match was slow and plotting. You could have got this done in eight minutes and been out of there. And the fucking after the match shenanigans, uh, King Kong Bundy dropping a fucking elbow drop that his fat ass hit the mat before his elbow did is yep. God awful, terrible. Um, the Druids weren't needed. It was just way too much shit thrown in, in, in this segment slash match. And I just, I hated it. I, I still hate it now. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, Also, to touch on what we touched on a lot here, just this, well, I guess this is mid-90s. This isn't technically early 90s, but just 90s wrestling where you could have a card with uh, um, um, Shawn Michaels, Diesel, uh, um, Bret Hart. I'm sorry, I'm drawing a blank here now. Now I'm getting rolling. Bret Hart. Uh, Jeff Jarrett, um, Dick the Bruiser, like it's just it's crazy. It's crazy. I'm sorry, Dick Murdoch. Like it, you know, this early '90s, you know, Bam Bam Bigelow, Lawrence Taylor, and he's not a wrestler, but like you know, if I told you all these names were on a pay per view, King Kong Bundy, you'd be like, no way. You know, Shawn Michaels, you'd be like no way. Yep, or that '90s crossover wrestling, time it's time so, period wise. It's just a strange crossover of the old guard, new guard. Mm-hmm. And I know they're pushing the new generation. I mean, where it's about to become, that's the focal point. But man, some of this stuff is fucking head scratching. And I, and I know when we get to the rumble. It's even going to be more fucking head scratching, but yeah. just yep. this match, not good. The aftermatch angle sets up for mania and that match blows ass too. Like King Kong Bundy did not need to be in the WWF in 1995. No, Mm-mm. no, um, but yeah, this is all just a setup to get to what the mania match would be for the Undertaker. <sighs> is what it is. Still the urn, all that bullshit's been done before. At this point, yeah, pretty much. Ugh, and then all of the lightning and thunder and druids and. IRS is still getting shit beat out of him and it's a weird deal. Yeah, very weird. So we go backstage. Uh Todd Pettengill trying to get a word in with Diesel. Um Diesel says it's it's not the time. Okay. So then he tries to talk to Bret Hart. Um I like this. This, this is a pretty decent promo, also. Um, just very low key, very spread up, spread hard. I uh, shut up, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> what are we doing here? Uh, I, I'm a, I'm a fan of both these segments. It it literally puts it out there like this is a big deal. This is a a title match. Like they're taking very serious. Like. Diesel's not doing his campy. I'm cooler than you bullshit. Like he's taking this match serious. Brett's in there. He wants this fucking belt back that he should have never lost. It's and and even Todd, like it, 
I know he's annoying in it, but he's supposed to be annoying. He's supposed to come across as like trying to get the scoop, and these guys are like, "Get the fuck out of my face, man!" We're trying to get ready for mm-hmm. this match. So, yep. I I thought for what they were, I thought they were pretty good for what they were doing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, Jeff. What else you got? Um, yeah, I mean that's that's it. I mean it was. I thought it was like the perfect timing. Uh, I know we have time police, but I actually thought I, when I first started watching, I was like, okay, they're going to go from one to the other, from Diesel to Brett. I thought it was going to be like yeah. drag on, drag on, drag on, and, and it, it actually mm-hmm. didn't. So I was like, oh, okay, well, it's a little better than I thought. Yeah, agreed. Um, I'm I'm not going to beat it over the head because you get a lot – it's it it's it's not downtime that's not being used or it's not rest hold to rest hold. This goes for twenty seven minutes, which seems like an eternity. Um, but oh, so I was talking about the promo. Oh no, I moved <laughs> you, on. You're 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 talking about this match. Okay, yeah, this match is. Well, I'm good. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. You go ahead. Sorry, sorry, sorry. No, you're good. They fit a lot into it. Um, so I, I am. So I, I pretty much gave it a little bit of a break because it's overbooked at the end, where you do get, um, you know, all these run-ins and all this bullshit, opening the door for chaos. How about that one? You know, um, you got people running in, uh, people attacking people, um, ref, ref bumps. Yeah, it's pure pandemonium. Um, people go postal in this match. Like, it's crazy. Um, so time wise, uh, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not dinging it. It's fine. This match is trash. This ma- like yes. one, yes. it is like okay. One, I've never seen Travis fist bump. Jeff's reaction the, the, is this match is trash, and it's a Bret Hart match. Well, well, the the only good thing about this is Bret Hart's in the match that you actually got to see Bret Hart. Yes. Now he's fine because again he's wrestling a tackling dummy for twenty five minutes because. Fucking Diesel sucks, and he can't wrestle Big Daddy Cool or who, whatever iteration of Kevin Nash. He's awful. Um, Bret Hart's doing his stuff, and and like I tell everybody, and like you'll get later with Shawn Michaels, when you start watching the differences between Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart 25, 30, 35 years later, um, Bret Hart shit holds up, and Shawn Michaels looks like shit. Like you, which you'll find out later in pay per view, he's flopping and rolling all over the. Every, everything he does is the last gasp, last Alamo. Like, oh, God. But, yeah, Bret Hart's great in his this. His stuff is fine. All his shit looks good. It's just everything else in this fucking match. You got Earl Hebner making it in by himself. You know, uh, also, Kyle, too, I need you to get to how much referee's fucking discretion can you have in one goddamn match? I, I, need, I need that explained to me. Um, it's like AEW did, now. Fuck it. This is whatever you want to do. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, just whatever. Shawn Michaels comes out of nowhere. Owen comes out of nowhere. Then the then 
these matches, then the matches continue. Like there will be a winner. It's, this is terrible. This is God awful. You can't tell me here. Here we are. If you'd have told me, hey, in 1995, uh, um, well, I mean, well, if, if, if you'd have put this up on paper against a WCW show, I'd have told you, no, WCW is way worse. And it is. But this is this is a WCW level of overbooking. It's It's just awful. It's yeah. awful. And then all that. And then at the end, they shake hands like, yeah, man, good job. Oh, God, get the fuck out of here. Get out of here. I whole fucking heartedly agree with Jeff. I hate this fucking match. And it's for it's for everything that it it is like it it's not the Brett Diesel thing cuz they're having a good match I mean for what it is Diesel's best opponent has always been Brett number 1, Sean number 2, <laughs> Razor number 3. It's always been like that cuz they work around him and make him look good. But it's the outside interference it's the fucking restarting of the match and it's got to be a winner. Earl Hebner's in the middle of everything. So, you know, he's trying to put the spotlight on himself. Um, Vince McMahon's jizzing about diesel the whole damn match. Like, Oh, yep. that's big daddy. Cool. You beat Bob Backlund in eight seconds. And then Owen comes out, Brett, Sean comes out, Backlund comes out. And then they finally throw the fucking match out at the end. Why don't you just bar the motherfuckers from ringside? And let them finish yes. the match at this point. Like, if you've got that much referee discretion, do that. The Dude. match, if you took all that out of it, the match itself is is okay. Their Survivor Series ninety five matches is is pretty damn good. You can't, I can't. It's the better of these two matches. This match is way too fucking long, way too drawn out. It shows the lack of talent in the WWF at this time that they couldn't cut this match in half and have a different match on the card too spotlight somebody and then the fact that this isn't the match before the rumble you have the buffer match with the tag titles instead of this be your either your main event or the match before the rumble tells you all you need to know too like it was never meant to be a send the people home happy match and i would have been pissed sitting in this crowd and i've watched 30 minutes of this shit only for it to be thrown out not a fan was a fan of diesel's entrance with the broken glass and the the truck coming at the screen and the glass breaks and diesel standing there. That was pretty cool. But Brett does Brett things. I can't hate anything. Brett Hart does in this match. He makes diesel look great. He's sound and everything he does. It's just everything else about it. Fucking blows. Yes. And to have the audacity to ask fucking Brett Hart to do all of this shit. And again, this is my hill to die on. Shawn Michaels would have never done this. Never done this. He he maybe he probably would have done it for Diesel, you know what I'm saying? Because that's his boy. But if you'd ask Shawn Michaels, hey, go out there and do this whole thing that Brett's doing, but do it for, for Bulldog. He'd have told you get the fuck. He told you get the fuck out of here. So again, everybody hating on Brett, and uh, it's cool. Yeah, Brett screwed Brett. Yeah, uh, real funny. But like you look at this, and it's 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 fucking a clusterfuck. Like it's just an absolute dumpster fire. All of this shit's all over the place. There's a spot where Brett. Uh, Brett um, hits Diesel's knee on the outside with a chair, and he works. He work hits it, and then they're all they're on the fucking commentary talking about. I don't think he hit his knee. Well, of course he didn't. Shut the fuck up, guys! Like, what? Wh why aren't you like? You know, what I'm saying the announcers. Why aren't you? Wh what are you doing? Like, just let it no. ride. Like, well, it, it it looked fine. Nobody saw that until you said something. 
Well, and, and Brett Brett works Diesel's need is the you know story of the match. Diesel's power, like the story inside the match, is okay, but it's just everything you got to put with it is is god awful. And the fact that like when Diesel hits the damn jackknife on Brett. He Sean almost fucks that up just to show how quick he can run to the fucking ring. Like yep. He he almost yep. had to make Brett kick out of the damn jackknife or get pinned. Essentially, he shows up at the last second and Earl has to almost pull the three count. That's that's fucking egotistical Shawn Michaels prime example. Like yep. get there in fucking time. Don't make your supposedly best friend look stupid or Bret Hart look dumb either. Or well, my whole fucking company looks stupid. Uh, well, he was untouchable at this time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He's pilled to the fucking gills and he could do whatever he wanted. And Vince let him do that. So, yeah, I, I, I just, I agree with Jeff. There's just too much clusterfuck for me to say this is good. And I listen, I read some shit online where people are like, oh, this is a four star match. It's so good. And all this stuff, the story, and it's great. Yeah, if you take <laughs> everything else the fuck out of it, it's it's not a bad match. But yeah, the fact that gotta, I got to sit through three outside interferences you, and yeah, you got to climb a shit hill to get to it, though. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's yeah. not. It's I don't agree with I don't agree with that at all. This match is not good. I hate Shawn Michaels so much. I hate Shawn Michaels so much. I'm not gonna whip a dead horse here. You guys are spot on with everything, um, Earl. Earl Hebner sucks. The run-ins suck. The match is okay. Long. But didn't need to be this long. And then the ending was fucking stupid. Well, and after the first interference, the damn the crowd is sucked out of it too. Like the air is out of the arena after the first yeah. time. Because they're waiting for something else to happen. Because you know if Sean's came out, then fucking Owen's coming. Yeah. They know yeah. the, the other shoe's yeah. gonna drop eventually. And the, the roadie and backland and like Jared. Also, too. Uh, also, too. <laughs> Buy back one on the pay per view as well. Another name, but yeah. yeah, just, just you know. And then, then you have a ring full of all these people, and then suits are there, and Briscoe and Patterson, and, and again, they're not, they're not wrong for being there. But and uh, more refs. It's just, it's a clusterfuck. Shawn Michaels is throwing the shittiest fucking young buck punches you've ever seen. Like it's the worst. <laughs> I mean, I do like they, they're putting over Brett being aggressive and he wants the belt back and all this other stuff. But if that's the story you tell and then Diesel somehow squeaks it out, you know, or whatever, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have hated that. But the fact that you waste all that in this match, essentially just for <laughs> some damn interference to fuck it in the end makes no sense. It just, and it doesn't even make it sense that Brett would be fine with it. Like, like you said at the end, why would he shake Diesel's hand? He just didn't get his fair shot at the it, title. Yeah, it, it doesn't make any sense. None at all. Yeah. Nothing makes sense anymore. Um, but it but it's a draw. Cause that's what I'm we like, need. Can't get back in my life. Twenty seven minutes. Sorry. Well, that's okay. Meanwhile, Todd Pettengill's still in uh, Pamela Sue's room, dressing room. Uh, she's changing behind the screen. Uh, she asks him to hand her a purse, so he does. He knocks a few things over. Um, 
Uh, sure. Silly segment. Um, and then Stephanie, what, what's her face is back with um, one, two, three kid and Thurman. <laughs> uh, sparky plug, Sparky plug. Thurman. Thurman Sparky. Was it Sparky Thurman plug what they originally said? Because he was STP, yeah. baby. STP, yeah. STP, baby. Um, but yeah, they made a they made a Chargers reference. Cool. Um, that wraps up. Um, and then it's really weird. They cut out, and then Law and Jerry Lawler's drawing on the on the mm-hmm. telestrator, and he's trying to draw himself kissing Pamela Anderson. Of course, <laughs> yeah, of course he was. Why not? Because that makes so much sense. I will say I do like their setup. How they're how they're the. Co- commentary desk is that it rings and it's kind of looking over the ring kind of eye level with it i do like where the table commentary table and stuff is set up for this show yeah it looked yeah. cool when they went and talked to them um so i did like that aspect of it but that's another unnecessary segment you didn't need that shit we get it jerry lawler's the heel yep. Vince McMahon's the face we got it yep well up next we have uh the finals for the tag team title tournament it is one, two, three, kid, and Bob Holly taking on Bam Bam Bigelow and Tatanka. In a in a match that doesn't fucking matter at all because they lose the belt back to the smoking guns the next night on Raw. So like, well, what is the point of this match? Essentially, the smoking guns were healed by the time the damn mat the tournament ends. So it's it didn't make any sense. Like, don't get me wrong, the match itself isn't bad. I mean, it's just a mishmash yeah. tag team match between. Yeah. Two teams that aren't really tag teams, which defeats the point of a tag team tournament. Like, I mean, the match itself is okay. I, I can't hate on that, but it's overshadowed by LT and Bam Bam and all that stuff at ringside. So, um, it's just a little one day rain for the uh, Holly and the kids. So, I mean, I can't hate yeah. on the match. It's just in the grand scheme of all, it meant nothing. Yeah, it's almost it's 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 almost filler for the sake of filler. You know, and, Bam Bam needs some new gear, and Tatanka's getting fatter, so it's okay. Yep. Yeah, yeah, I agree. It's it's so weird seeing one, two, three kid because you just always remember him as X Pac. You know what I'm saying? So it's so weird, like when he's like not crotch chopping and like like, like you're like being six. You know what I'm saying? And you go back and you watch these shows, and it's just like, oh, he he actually was one, two, three kid many, many, many moons ago. Hmm. Yeah. Um one, two, three kid, Bob Holly win. But again, we've already kind of touched on it. Everything that matters is after the tag match with Bam Bam and LT. Um so we got that to look forward to here in a couple months. Bob Holly just looks so weird with long hair. Yes. Not even gonna lie, and he's already got a bald spot foreman. Yeah. <laughs> the white boots and everything. He's just this is WWF ninety five. Got to have a fucking gimmick of some sort, and the fact that Tatanka's let himself go so bad when he was which which sucks because he was really it. he was really good. 
Like, yeah, he had the he, he had every like he had. I thought the Native American thing was was cool. Like you know, what I'm saying the gimmick was cool. Well, you know, it, it, his he could work, and then he just like blew up. Well, and I give credit to the the finish on the match. You know, the whole ending was kind of an inventive way of how the kid and Holly win, and it starts the dissension with Bam Bam and the Million Dollar Corporation. But man, that's about the only you know the match. Like I said, it's not bad. Just no one really remembers it because it's it it essentially means nothing to the grand scheme of the storyline they're about to tell. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we get that stare off. Cool. Um, Todd Pettengill recaps last year's rumble. Cool. Um, nothing else re- really until Vince apologizes to the fans and LT for Bam Bam Bigelow's actions. So that's kind yeah. of a cool spin pull- on that. He pulls the Vince somber, serious face and voice to tell <laughs> yep. him this. It's like we dearly apologize for this. This was not part of the show. <laughs> kind of mm-hmm. thing. Thanks for breaking cake, Faye. Break. Thanks for breaking that fourth wall, Vince. Mm-hmm. That you supposedly working, hate. Working motherfucker. Yeah, exactly. <sighs> well, it's that time. It is um, the fastest 38 minutes in professional wrestling. It's the Royal Rumble. <laughs> ah, so bad. Um, let's, let's put see. the shit can on this thing fast. Wow. Okay. Um, <laughs> well, I want to get to the final four. Um, and this is order of entrant, uh, coming into the match. We had Shawn Michaels, British Bulldog, Eli Blue, Duke Dumpster Drosy, Jimmy Del Rey, Sione, um, Dr. Tom Pritchard, Doink the Clown, Quang, Rick Martell, Owen Hart, Timothy Well, Bushwhacker Luke, Jacob Blue, King Kong Bundy, Mo from Men on a Mission, Mabel, Men on a Mission, Bushwhacker Butch, Lex Luger, Mantar, Aldo Montoya, Henry O'Godwin, Billy Gunn, Bart Gunn, Bob Backlund, Stephen Dunn, Dick Murdoch, Adam Bomb, Fatu, and Crush. Dick Murdoch. Dude. <laughs> Crush being number thirty in this rumble as a kid was such a fucking disappointment. I, I, I can t- tell you who it wasn't a disappointment for. Rest in peace, my grandmother. Where she is? <laughs> God, she loved. She loved Crush. She loved Kona Crush. She loved uh, Demolition Crush. She was all all crushed out. And and that and just that list of names you just gave, God, is indicative of where WWE WWF was in 1985. The fact that you have well done. In your fucking Royal Rumble, uh, Barbarian renamed Sioni's in your fucking Rumble. Yep. Dick Murdoch. Uh, Dick Murdoch. They just dusted him off because hey, let's put a legend in there. 
that no one probably remembered was even in the WWF in the 80, like early 80s. Like, yeah, I mean, it it is just where's your star power? Like the mm-hmm. only two people or the only three or four people that had star power in this match or in the end, you started your two biggest names as one and two. You throw Luger in there and I guess crush if you want to say that, but like there's nothing in this rumble king kong bundy i guess is a big name but owen you you trash with brett like brett takes both him and backlin out like attacks them in the aisle way and then if owen gets thrown right over the top like i would have loved to seen owen made the final four then brett screw him or something you know but like they they pretty much wasted owen's spot but i get what they did it's just there is no star power in this fucking rumble man. at all man and the people they do have star power with they they took two of them out before they ever got to the ring. Yeah. And Bob Backlund having star power is a fucking terrible thing to say in 1995. The, the only thing I enjoyed was the first two being the last two. I thought that was a good bit just yep. because these two have history and they can, you know, they can wrestle. Um, but it just sucks because like both of these guys in this ring are like Bulldog and, and Sean are, they're both kind of fuck ups at this time, but somehow like Sean's okay. And Bulldog isn't, you know what I mean? Drives me. I did. Oh, uh, go ahead. I was going to say, I will. I did enjoy long haired Bulldog with the, uh, the bikers. It's cool. Bulldog. I listen. I love Bulldog. I think he's one of the most underused guys in this time period. And, and I get, you know, once you peel the, the curtain back on his personal life, I mean, you get why, you know what I'm saying? But he couldn't get out of his own way, unfortunately. But yeah, he's so gold and, you know, around this time period. I also thought this finish was good in the sense of, uh, once he dumps Sean and Sean's skinning the cat that they play the music and everybody thinks it, it's over. I, I thought that was a really, really, really good bit. Oh yeah, this right here is one of the classic rumble endings of all time, and it, it sets the tone of the one foot on the ground rule and all yep. that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Sean, Sean, definitely. I mean, for all of his overselling and pomp and circumstance and all this match, that was executed perfectly, and it it gives him that propels him to mania. He's the heel. It makes sense. Him and Diesel have been feuding since the middle of 94 because they've been screwing things up. So it's a good story they're telling. And it's, yeah, yeah. it's, it's one of the most replayed rumble moments of all time mm-hmm. with the one foot thing. So it, I'll give it to that. That's well done. That's the only thing this show is remembered for is that one spot. That's it. Yep. yep. And LT, but that's it. <laughs> yeah. And Sean's, well, he's a great wrestler, but he's great. Like, this is who he is entertaining, but he's not the guy that can carry a company. And they found that out when they put the belt on him. But, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Can't say that you guys haven't already said uh, this was exactly what it is. Uh, People coming out every minute. Um not really anything you can build for that. <laughs> Mo got eliminated three seconds. I do remember that. Like it, it's it's oh, yeah. literally he's in, Bundy eliminates him. Done. 
Yeah. The Dick, Dick Murdoch airplane spins Henry O. Godwin. <laughs> this match is so fucking random, stupid. So dumb. Yeah. That's 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 really it. Uh Sean wins. Um Pamela Anderson very awkwardly gets into the ring. Fireworks. Vince uh Vince's um voiceover, Sean's posing, Pamela Anderson being awkward. It... Pamela Anderson being hot as hell. Let me uh, yes, say that. Yes, yes. It's a cold 100%. night in Tampa, apparently. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just gonna throw that out there. Uh, so good. Worst for Tampa means it was probably fucking sixty-five degrees, and they motherfuckers thought they were wearing coats, hats. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Um, God, Shawn Michaels. For as much as I hate him, he's so good. Like I'm watching him at the end here, and he's celebrating. It's like I hate his guts. Yep, but I but I can't like not just look at him like God. He's so amazing, you know. Well, and he he sells it perfect. Like, oh man, this this is so grueling. But then when you think back, it's like it was thirty minutes. Like it wasn't an hour. Like oh it, yeah, it goes on yeah. to be. But he oh, plays yeah. it up like. Oh well, yeah, but then he could commit as soon as he's like, oh my god, my back, my neck, my everything, and then he starts fucking like jiggling on Pamela Anderson. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty hilarious. Which is not wrong for, by the way. No, you gotta, no. Shoot, you gotta shoot your shot. You gotta shoot hey. your shot. Yeah, and if it's it. mid nineties, Pamela Anderson. Nobody's gonna blink. No, nobody's gonna bat an eye at that. So, well, yeah, it is. I'm watching that too right now. It is awkward. Her in the ring, like she's laughing about it, and like seems like, oh, he is kind of cool. But then she's got to realize that, oh yeah, I got to pretend like he's not that great. So it's like. Does she know what she's really doing? But damn, well, damn well, that I, dress. I would argue too, Travis. She's man, ninety five. I mean, she's she's she ain't smartened up. You know what I'm saying? It's true. Yeah, maybe a yeah. tad, like uh, uh, enough to be in there with Shawn Michaels, but she really, really, really ain't smartened up. So yeah, no. And this is the time famously talked about. Like Bruce Pritchard said, she was really fun to work with, and then. Tommy Lee came into the picture, and then her whole demeanor changed before Rumble. I mean, Mania, and she oh, became bet. she became a different person. So, uh, it, it's cool to see. I get what they're doing. Pamela Anderson was a good celebrity to throw in there because um, she's one of the most popular people in the world. LT's even a good celebrity to throw in there. He's coming off a great NFL career at the time. This is where he's doing all the coke and touching underage yeah. girls and stuff. So, um, <laughs> that was before all that was known. So. Um, but yeah, man, it, I see what they're doing for, you can see what they're doing for mania, but the, this, this year's snake bit. So whatever they're doing for mania, just does not move the needle for anything really in the grand scheme of it all. Yeah. Agreed. Couldn't agree more. And you have the most experience with everything we've talked about. So essentially your word has been spot on this entire, this entire, uh, this entire episode. Uh, WrestleMania 11 is the worst WrestleMania of all time. Oh, geez. Pretty, get there. pretty. Yeah. WrestleMania nine or 11 are pretty bad. Oof. We've done nine. Two's not Never. great either though. Ooh, I'm saving two for later, but um, any final thoughts? 
at all about Royal Rumble 95 before we uh, sign off on this episode? No. All I, was, <laughs> all, all, all I will say, all I will say is, if you've seen the highlight package of this of Shawn Michaels keeping his foot off the ground, you've seen the most important moment of the show. If you want to see a match that is good but still hampered by a little bit of overbooking, watch Jeff Jarrett and Razor Ramon. The rest of the show, you don't even need to fucking watch. It doesn't exist. It doesn't matter. Watch the first 20 minutes and the last 10. 40, yeah, yeah, the last 5 to 10, and you're you're good. Yeah, and you're fine. Uh, this is You you take this 2-hour and 45-minute show and trim it to about just 45 minutes tops. Or if somebody could, if someone could recut the Diesel and and Brett match without all the interference and just show oh, me the actual man. action, um, yeah, I'd, I'd take that. Yeah, and yeah, just just ignore all the rest of it. Yeah. You'd be okay too. Yeah. Well, that will close this chapter of the retro review. Uh, Travis, what do we have going on? Um, Anywhere, the uh, floor the floor is yours. Uh, well, you know, just still selling stuff over there on eBay at TGL the Man Twelve Wrestling Collectibles and stuff. Hopefully, once we're out of the holiday season here, and start putting some more stuff up on it. Just it's been a crazy time in my uh, real life with my uh, real job in the propane industry. This is our biggest uh, time of year, so my life is consumed by everything propane. So uh, everyone switch to electric. Fuck propane. Just saying. You want to do that? It will hurt my feelings. Uh, Damn it, Bobby! But uh, no, seriously, you know, uh, check us out over there at Wrestling Recommendations. Uh, We just covered the AEW Texas Death Match between Swerve and Hangman Page. Um, It was our first AEW match. Uh, They actually just had another face-off here on the last Dynamite, so I got to talk shit about Tony Khan for a while and why I thought this match was a little overrated for what it was. So probably offended some people out there. I mean, probably get some e-drone fucking DMs or something. You can send those to me at, at Travis Laster on Twitter. Um, I won't read them, but, you know, good, good, good try. Um, also, shout out to the guys over there at Rants from the Black Lodge. Buddy Brandon and uh, his cohort, Fat Tony. Fuck you, Fat Tony. Um, uh, we, we have an article... <laughs> They put out a magazine. Uh, they we have an article in there about the first Hell in a Cell match, uh, because it's it's kind of a horror related magazine. So we had to pick a match that was semi horror related. So if you guys buy a copy of that magazine at juicykruger.com or find them on Twitter at Rats Black Lodge, all proceeds go to charity. There is a second edition coming out in March. We did the top five Halloween Havoc matches, and uh, I wrote a, wrote up a. Uh, little article on that and Elvira's involvement in the first few Halloween Havocs and her commercials yeah. and stuff. So it, it, it's a cool way to support charity and, and support us at the podcast. So um, check that out and, you know, just follow wrestling recommendations on Twitter or X now, sorry, at uh wrestling recom R E C O M M follow uh, our good buddies over there. At Bleeding John on Twitter. See when John Moxley bleeds, I would continuously say they do the Lord's work because that man is a shit show to watch on camera. Um, and anybody that thinks he's the world's greatest wrestler or third greatest wrestler needs to fuck right off and actually watch some real wrestling. Um, this show is better than anything John Moxley has ever done in his career. 
and I will stand by that. And this show fucking blew ass. Um, but that that's about it for me, boys. I uh, just enjoy you guys allowing me to come on here and talk wrestling with you guys. It's uh, it's always a pleasure. Man, the pleasure is always ours. Um, especially it as much as I love Jeff and I love to talk wrestling with Jeff. Um, it it breaks up the monotony a little bit, and I'm and I'm, and I'm not saying we're we're you know getting old with each other or stale, <laughs> but um, it, it it's always good to have a fresh perspective and a uh, third perspective on things. So it, we're we're always more than happy to have you come on and talk about hey, whatever I shit just, we want to throw at you. I'm just gonna say this right now. Me and Jeff totally bonded over that Brett Diesel match. I mean, as soon as he said you this did. match fucking sucked, I was <laughs> I was over here fist pumping because totally agreed with that. I gotta call him how I see him, and that thing was a shit show. <laughs> well, you also call stuff about Hacksaw Jim Duggan that nobody agrees with, but here we are. Anyway. Uh, Jeff, where can I find you on the Twitter X machine? Uh, Jeff M Hall one. Um, I'll be on there talking wrestling and telling everybody to kiss my ass and yeah, uh, kiss my ass on my Michigan Wolverines too. But, but yeah, yeah. I I got one last shout out and. The, we don't record the podcast anymore, but if you guys want some quality recording for wrestling in 1995, go dust off wrestling ruin. I mean, we literally do every raw and pay-per-view right on through King of the ring, 1995. Mm-hmm. And there's some, there's some gems in there. So any of you guys look that up, it's, it's me and Eddie from wrestling recommendations and, and Brandon from Rants for the black lodge, but, Dude, I, I I re-listened to our episode on this show just to kind of refresh my brain because I, I really didn't have to watch the show because I've I've watched it a, a, quite a few times. But uh, we we are some pretty funny motherfuckers on there. So hmm. uh, you guys guys check that out. Maybe we'll dust uh, dust it off again one day. Yeah, yeah, let's do it. Maybe. Um, you can find myself at Coach Cod on Twitter. You can find the podcast at WP Pod One. Uh, you can find us on TikTok and all of the socials, WP Pod One. Uh, we are on all streaming platforms, including Apple, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pan Pandora, whatever you listen to, we're on it. Um, all direct links can be found on our website um, through through Linktree. Uh, that website is also on uh, Twitter for you to just click on. Um, if you do enjoy our content and would like to support the show, uh, you can head over to our Buy Me a Coffee page. You can find through our website uh, where you can financially support the pod for as little as a dollar. Now, Travis, we won't see you until you get back from a uh, personal excursion. You're going to be taking in a few weeks. Yeah, uh, going on my first ever cruise, brothers. Ooh. Uh-oh. Ooh. Jer- Jericho's not there, is he? <laughs> fuck no <laughs> I hide your wives yeah allegedly I will, allegedly I wouldn't I will never give that cuck my money to get on uh <laughs> uh get on his Jericho cruise 
<laughs> yeah, because he'll because he'll because he'll slip you, and then he'll put you into the walls. So Alleged, allegedly, slip you, Mickey. Slip you, Mickey. Allegedly. Um. So the next time we see you, Travis, it'll be uh, next month, and we're going to be talking about Super Brawl three. Yeah, man, stinging, uh, stinging Vader. Yeah, and it's better than Super Brawl four, so we picked that. Um, this also has Barry Windham and the Great Muda. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, also, um, Two Cold Scorpio and uh, and a uh, Chris Benoit. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah. Good. Thought you were about to say him and Marcus Alexander back on the tag team. Was about to be like, oh, no, Ugh, no. But, um, but you, go ahead. Sorry. All right. Sorry. Fun fact: uh, Super Brawl Four never got a VHS release. Shit, really? Yep. They skipped from Super Brawl Three to Super Brawl Five. Huh. I wonder why. No um, clue. Also, fun fact: Super Brawl Revenge was never released on um on onto a home video either. <laughs> No one wanted that. It's fine. It's fine. No one wanted that one. Um, God, which one was that? The last WCW VHS tape, I believe, is Halloween Havoc 2000. Because I owned it. They never put Starcade 2000 on VHS either. Jesus Christ. I, I knew Starcade 2000 wasn't because I went down a rabbit hole for that thing one time. So, wow. It's a lot of things we go down the rabbit hole for. Um, so we'll see Travis next month for Super Brawl 3. Jeff, next week, though, when you and I reconvene here, uh, same pod time, same pod channel, um, we're going to go to WCW ahead of a few years. Uh, we're talking sold out 1998. Mm, <laughs> as, long as, as long as it's not 97. <laughs> uh covered it and it's god awful it's one of the worst shows i've ever seen sold out 98 no sold out 97 97 is the biker girl lady yes oh my god (laughs) where no one smartened up 98 is what starcade should have been yeah 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 in hindsight yes yeah um so Jeff, to your question, the opener um, is an eight-man tag match. Um, we have Juventud Guerrero, Chavo Guerrero Jr., Super Calo, and Liz oh, Mark boy. Jr. Mm. taking on the team of Psychosis, Silver, Silver King. King, yeah, El Dandy, El Dandy, <laughs> and 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 Parka. Oh my God! This is what the kids call now, Kai. This is going to be a banger. Banger. <laughs> banger. Yes. Yes. I'm sure on cage match it has one point two point five zero and a half and a quarter stars or you know rating. Oh jeez, it might. Well, I really respect the lucha libre aspects of this match, but it just didn't do it for me. Jesus Christ! Uh oh, man. It has that match has the second highest rating on cage match for this card. Fuck, fuck, of course it does. What is it? What's the rating? 7.17. Wow, that surprises me. 
It's also the highest rated uh, Dave Meltzer uh, rated rating on the card too, at four wow, stars. Man. It's a four star match. What? Fuck off! Fuck off! I'm gonna have to go watch this match now. Fuck well, the, you! But to to the newer 2017 fans, that's what I'm saying. Dave used to be low key the champion of actual real wrestling. Like he used to be the champion of real wrestling. He used to shit on all the other bullshit, and now. Since he got figured into AEW, but now he's cooled off on apparently. But now he, but well, I, 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 what is it, guys? You either die the hero or you live long enough to become the villain, I guess. Yep. <laughs> That's it. That's I guess it. It's par for the course, I guess. Doesn't Brett wrestle Flair on this card? He sure does. Uh, yeah. Um, Dave Meltzer gave that a 3.75 out of 5. Oh shit! Cooling off on Flair at this time, it seems like. Yeah. Well, so you can go check that out. It is on Peacock. Uh, so if you want to watch that show before we talk about it on next week's episode, please feel free. And with that being said, thank you so much as always for listening, and we will catch you next time on the Wrestling Purist Podcast. Oh, <laughs>